Hi, I'm Anna-Claire Harper, and you're listening to The Return, property and investment podcast, sharing insights and information on key topics from real estate technology to sustainability. Feel free to get in touch or follow recent news by connecting on LinkedIn, Anna-Claire Harper. Hi, and welcome to The Return, property and investment podcast. I'm Anna, and I'm privileged to be joined by Simon Hughes, co-founder of Liquid Real Estate Innovation, a collaborative organization working with leading players in the industry with a mission to create a more agile, innovative real estate sector that better serves consumers. And he's also the founder of Gel Consulting, which has worked with an extensive list of publicly listed and private equity backed businesses to unlock value through innovation. So welcome to the podcast, Simon, and thank you for joining me. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. So one of the things that you've created a name for doing is innovating in a sector that's known for being quite slow to adapt. Why do you think the real estate sector has been so slow to embrace change, innovation and technology? Well, I think the first thing is that change is difficult. Change is hard. So it's expensive and it requires a significant amount of investment. So change shouldn't be undertaken lightly. And the real estate sector, the real estate industry is very mature, is very successful, and is very large scale within the UK. And so there isn't the real driver for a lot of change. There hasn't been driver for change and the need necessary to innovate over the, the last sort of 10, 15 years. But that is starting to change and we're starting to see that change and that's being driven by the threat of new market entrants, you know, your classics, your WeWorks, Google Campus. They are starting to create a, a wave of, a different way of embracing real estate, the way that real estate is being valued, the data that we're getting out of real estate. So there's a lot more understanding around the opportunities that sit within the real estate sector. And so that's starting to drive a wave of innovation and starting to drive that need to change. Up to now, it's been a sector that has been very successful despite all the economic uncertainties going on. There's still a lot of value within the sector. There's still a lot of equity within the sector. So that need, that horrible phrase, burning platform, that need to change hasn't really been there, that need to innovate uh, over the, the, the past burning 10 years. Platform. Yeah, horrible yeah. phrase. But, uh, but actually, that we're in a space now where there's so many new opportunities that they're having to innovate, having to change. Okay. And... For those who don't really know, there's a lot of talk, well, there's a lot of discussion when we last spoke around being agile and innovative. What does that really mean? And how does a business know if they are or not? <laughs> great, great question. I think it's very hard to know whether you are or not. And I'm sure many different people that you speak to will decide that they are innovative or they are being agile or they're employing agile skills or processes. For me personally, and it's different for everyone, I think the key around innovation is actually your ability to come up with new ideas and new potential solutions for your clients, for your business operations, for products, for customers and consumers. And the ability to be innovative is actually is to understand a key problem and come up with a new solution and a potential solution that adds value. So it's all about being able to add value, not just coming up with ideas for the sake of ideas. Agile is just a way of working. There are also phrases like sprinting, design thinking, all of these different innovative processes. Now, the idea of a process isn't innovative in itself, in my, my view. But I think for me, it's all about being able to try new things quickly, get move at pace to understand where the opportunities might be, what are the problems, what could the possible solutions be, test some of those with proof of concepts and uh, new potential solutions without embarking on long-scale projects. So for me, it's all about giving things a go 
getting stuck in and trying to see where you might be able to unlock innovative new products or solutions for your business. Fantastic. Okay. There is a lot of kind of techie jargon with the sprints <laughs> and the agiles and yeah. all of that stuff. I mean, to be honest, it's no different from any other sector, like real estate itself and like finance, like any type of investment. So yeah, it seems the actual principles aren't that complicated. And I think that's the, no. the uh, really important thing. Okay. Can you talk me through some examples of how innovations that you've helped to implement or sort of contribute to their implementation of have added value both at the business end for efficiency and profit margins and also for consumers which is something that we talked about early on in our conversations where it was quite clear that not everyone in the sector is consumer focused but actually as an innovator you kind of have to be so yeah talk me through some examples what what have i been up to i think absolutely i think that if i start at the the end of what you just talked about Mm. there which is the the consumers and the, the consumers are what drive for me what drives the need for technology So you or I as individual consumers are the ones that drive the need for new technology, new ways of working. We're the ones who who create that need, that real urgency. And so the innovations that the products that organisations have created that I've been involved in are very much around making the experience better and easier for the end consumer, the end user of whatever the asset may be. I predominantly focus within the commercial space rather than the, the residential space with a lot of my clients. But obviously they have consumers, so they have their staff, they have their employees, the, the whole mix, residential, mixed-use residential spaces. And a lot of those innovations are all about increasing uh, workplace productivity, enabling end users to use the real estate space better, more effectively. Um, a lot of sort of concierge type solutions and workplace applications and, and phone app and uh, building applications. And I've been, been involved with many organisations from where you wouldn't necessarily class them within real estate, but corporate real estate leaders and managers that are looking to get the benefit of such applications and such uh, innovations from financial banking through to uh, large scale corporates as well. So I think that's um, obviously without giving away any uh, confidentialities, there are several sort of workplace and and tenant applications that that I've been involved in, in creating. The other side of the coin when you talk around process efficiency and operational improvement for businesses there's there's inordinate amounts of innovation out there and i've been involved in, in several different innovation programs which is all about unlocking innovation from within businesses so that isn't quite often that's not necessarily a single product or a single outcome it's about creating an innovative organization because so many large-scale organizations and this is one of the challenges with real estate because of the the history and the longevity of a lot of the organisations that are in there, their processes and ways of working are very standardised and actually they're missing out on the opportunity to unlock innovation from their people. Um, and the people that work within those organisations who are doing a day-to-day process. So I've, I do a lot of work with organisations helping them design and create innovation programmes and unlock innovation from within and using technology to do that to capture ideas from within their people on either the global organisations or at regional level and working with them around operational improvement programs. So one organisation in particular have done a lot of creative innovation work. The function of the business sits between the manufacturing divisions of the organisation, large global oil in the oil and gas sector manufacturer, and obviously they've got their end user and their end customers. And the part of the business I've done a lot of work with is helping them be much more efficient with their internal processes and help them design new ways of working and come up with new innovative ways of linking their effectively their manufacturing, their product development with their consumers and how actually you can start to get closer to your consumers and understand better 
the consumer needs and therefore streamline the ways of operation. That's been really critical. We're seeing more and more of that. We're going to need more and more innovative ways of being more efficient. And that isn't a big push to get rid of people and automate everything so that people are no longer needed and made redundant. It's about being able to unlock effective ways of working to be a lot quicker from the uh, from end to end. So getting to the consumer at the end, which is the consumers that drive it. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing, which is, is just sort of quite telling, is I talk a lot about innovation and I don't focus heavily on the technology side of things. And that's because for me, technology is inherent in most of the innovative solutions that we come up with these days. As technology grows and technology is not going to go away and the digitalization of, of organizations and products. But to be innovative, it doesn't necessarily need to be technology driven. Yeah. And to unlock innovation is key, is not to be focused on the solution and innovation. And I think that's something that we will come across in the property industry where, for example, prop tech is a bit of a buzzword um, or has been over the last couple of years. And sometimes when it's bandied around, it gets to shiny objects or um, sticking plasters rather than really solving problems. Whereas the way I view what you're doing in terms of innovation is more about providing a solution to an existing problem in an innovative way rather than necessarily shoving a technology onto an existing problem and seeing if the plaster covers the wound or seeing <laughs> if the shiny object stays shiny. Absolutely. I mean, PropTech as an industry or as a cohort have been on a massive journey. And yeah. Absolutely. They started very much in that space. It was lots of people coming up with some great, fantastic technologies, fantastic ideas, born out of personal frustration, a lot of it, or opportunities that they saw in the market, but not necessarily aligned to the key problems and challenges within real estate. So there was almost a swathe of technology and innovations that weren't aligned to the needs of the real estate market. So there was a a bit of a clash there, but PropTech has come on a a massive journey. And so many organizations now that are PropTech organizations are really getting to the nub of what the key issues Mm -hmm. are within the industry and the key challenges for their clients and being able to shape their technology solution to meet those challenges. And that's the key. And also investing time and money more intelligently into- Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's knowing where to invest your money with it, I think. Mm-hmm. And just as a side note, on a personal level, I find the same thing because we're implementing a couple of really incredible technology-enabled solutions within the scope of our business. And actually, it's just knowing not only which problems to prioritise solving, but also then which are the right platforms to be using to resolve that issue. It's not easy to get right. So I wasn't trying to be critical when I went to the sticking plasters and shiny objects earlier. I suppose what I was getting at was the um, trend towards, you know, you could sell a blade of grass with blockchain written on it in some circles and it would sell for millions. <laughs> but uh, the reality is not always value focused. Absolutely. And I think there's also there's a big risk that people get caught up in. I need technology. I've talked to many organisations that have come to me and say, I need technology. I need to be digital. I want to have technology within my business. And my first question to those organizations is why? What's what's the reason? What's the problem? Because you can spend millions, exactly as you say, on implementing technologies and implementing technologies that won't add you any value. So what is it you're trying to do? Get closer to your consumers, get closer to your, your clients, fix internal processes, be more efficient, open up new markets, resist the threat of new market entrance. What is it you're trying to solve with technology? Because some of it, might not even need technology. It might be a people and a cultural change or a new innovative way of working that doesn't necessarily require technology. So there is the danger of just going all out for tech 
and uh, rather than actually just looking at things differently. Yeah. So there's a huge appetite for positive change where it can improve margins and sustainability of returns. But if you're, let's say, running a small property business, it can be hard to know where to start. So what tips or advice can you give to smaller investors or operators who might not have the budget for formal consulting work but still want to benefit from the kind of ideas that you implement for well-funded corporates or private equity-backed businesses? Well, I think it goes along the lines of a lot of what we just talked about, actually, and the type of organisations that I've been supporting and involved, uh, working with over the last few years, some of the smaller ones linking to sort of prop tech. The biggest advice I can give to any of those is actually is make sure you understand the problem you're trying to solve. So don't jump into technology. Don't necessarily jump into investing in new businesses or investing in bringing in new teams or new capabilities or uh, lots of M&A. What's the problem you're trying to solve? What's the business you want to be? And I think there's also an inherent risk at the moment of we need to have a digital strategy. Mm. So I get involved with a lot of organisations wanting to either design or implement uh, support to design or implement digital strategies. And actually, the first challenge for that is what's your business strategy? So what direction are you trying to go as an organisation? What are you trying to achieve? And then how can innovation unlock that? And how can digital and technology support that rather than doing it the other way around, which is building a digital strategy or having a data strategy that doesn't support your business drivers? And then because you're only doomed to failure and you're going to end up with investments that you make that aren't going to actually deliver you the returns aligned to your business. So I think the key thing really is take the time. There isn't the rush. It's not Technology is not going away. Technology doesn't evolve as fast as we all think it does. So take the time to understand the problem. Take the time to really be clear on what challenge it is you're trying to solve. Getting closer to your customers, internal performance, new, open up new markets. How does that sit with your business and your business objectives? Only then start to look at the innovation process of, without following the process, obviously, but look at innovation and understand the new ideas and the things you could do, and then start to look at bringing in your technology partners or ecosystem partners to help develop the solution. Fantastic. Okay. So if uh, listeners want to follow what you, Gel and Liquid, are up to, um, I like what you've done there, <laughs> or get in touch, what's the best way for them to do that and um, spell out any web addresses? Probably the easiest way to keep in touch with what I'm up to and where I'm working across all those two organisations is through LinkedIn. Follow me at Simon Hughes on LinkedIn or through uh, Twitter, Gel Innovation, Gel Consulting, Liquid Real Estate Innovation. They're all, all out there on Twitter. Gel with a J. Gel with a J, J-E-L-L, Gel Consulting. My uh, web address, gelconsulting.co.uk. Cool. Thank you so much pleasure. for sharing all of that. It was Absolute fascinating. Pleasure. That's all right. We can all be pulled together. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Return. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review as this really helps other people to find the podcast.